Celebration, bitches. Fucking dollar. Nigga say dollar. R.I.P. Yeah, man, you know, good die young. Y'all motherfuckers probably don't even know who that is. Probably not. So if you, if you didn't, then uh, T-Pain on the hook? It was T-Pain on the hook. T-Pain was on the hook. T-Pain was on everybody's hook. Mm. 2007? What year was that? 06? Yeah. Niggas was still probably wearing motherfucking... Niggas was, niggas probably was still wearing... Uh, I'm ashamed to say. Uh, probably South Pole. South Pole. They're still, still probably wearing... Um, <laughs> One of my... I had one. Wallet chains. I had one pair of South Pole jeans that I wore a lot. Oh, I had a South Pole. I had a South Pole uh, polo. I had the Pat. That was the Pat Farm era, too, right? Yeah. And this is when they were probably wearing the. Um, the, fat, the fat nigga on the, on the back yeah, of the. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He's trying to wear the. Yeah, the yeah. Fat Albert? The Fat Albert. The Fat Albert. Shout out to Dollar and Fat Albert. What a time. What a time. What a time. Trash ass time. That's all. I, you know, just make the sure. The Negro League baseball hat. Woo! I know you. Those were hard. One. I know you had one. Yeah, you might have like three or four, nigga. <laughs> Those are good times. All you have to worry about is making sure your shorty call you after nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free night and weekend. Free night and weekend. You was lit if your if your. <laughs> you was lucky if your you was lucky if your night started at seven, but it's usually nine. Damn. Some niggas yeah. nights used to start at seven. I remember them too. You had to wait till somebody be on the phone. Yeah. On the phone. Just to rap the shorty. Were you ever part of the three-way call where like somebody put you on, put you on, and no, no, put you on three-way, but it's like don't talk, and they was gonna ask a girl if they like you or something. I don't think I was a part of that, but it was a thing. I remember being put on the phone as a three-way. You don't know who on the call, the third line, and then you be like, who on the call? Who, who that? Oh, it's it's so and so. You like, oh, I used to do that. I used to do that when I I wanted to see what the temperature was. So how you feel about Terry? What but I had about? to, but like you said, you had to be quiet. Yeah, can't say nothing. I'm gonna call yeah, her. Yeah. Nippering in the background, giggling and shit. Nah, real niggas be quiet. Real niggas is quiet because you want to hear the temperature. You, know, you just want to know. You can ask her out. Mm-hmm. That's a. S- <laughs> do you just hang up? Nah, you gotta just. I ain't fuck with her anyways, man. I was just trying to see. You still listen though. If a real nigga, real niggas on the phone, he gonna like. Why don't you like him? Like, man, he's a good guy. She's like, I don't even look at him like that. He's like, man. <laughs> you ain't pulling dick, pullin dick out at 12. You ain't pulling dick out at 14, 13. Dot. Yeah, if you were, you a sick nigga. I ain't pull my dick out. I ain't pull my dick out to. This nigga Porter said he would pull his dick out with Lynn. What age? There you go. Let's be honest. The gusto don't come off bucks. Look what you done done used to work. And I used to have the polo draws, right? The polo boxers. Pause, no homo. Pause, no homo. My dick look nice in the polo draws. Wow. I was, I was 20. I don't know if y'all niggas heard what this nigga just said. <laughs> All right. We just going to no, wash I, over it. Yes. Listen, I, I have uh, been listening to um 
Shout out to Wax and shout out to L'Oreal. So I listened to the Bully and the Beast podcast. Wax. He is yeah. Charlemagne the God's bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. So he has a podcast, and he has a um, he has a podcast, and he says a lot of he's funny. He says a lot of let's say unconventional stuff, mm-hmm. right? And his co-host, she just washes over what he says and just continues to talk. So that's what we're going to have to start doing with Terry. Listen, when he starts everyone saying that heard what I said, heard what I said. Shout out to Polo, and they weren't the Polo Boxer Briefs; they were the Polo Boxers. <laughs> The polo boxers, the material. Oh, listen for sure. But I used to like boxers because they were they were fitted and they were hot. They were they were high enough. They were good boxers, good material, good solid material. Some of the best draws ever. Polo polo draws were good, still good. And it's and especially the joints where they had the little horses all around them. Which was fire. Those signify. That's that polo. You got those horses. Or at least you got a little money. My mom's work at Macy's when I caught those nights. Just because we're talking on TV. Focus. Yeah. But uh, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Mild Talks, the safe place for keeping it player, where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Uh, we're back again with the gang. How y'all fellas doing, man? I'm good, man. You know, I'm black. I'm young. And I'm getting to it. That's all you can. Still got a job, Doc. Even after our discussion last week. Still got the GRB. I feel like I'm a little more gratitude and I'm thankful to have a job. Yeah, man. Right, you gotta so start thankful to have a job. Start with gratitude. I feel a little more gratitude. Yeah, you be having first world problems. Okay, ain't nobody trying to work for me no more. Yep. Think about it. Ain't nobody trying to work. <laughs> That's what you about to say. I don't want to work no more. You don't even want to have a career, bro. Nah, I'd rather just, like. You want a passion. See if the career can play. Take photos for two hours a day and, and then play Call of Duty for the rest, and then play video games for the rest of the day. You know what? That would be. You know what? Our parents told us that playing video games is bad. Yeah, you could be a millionaire right now if you. You stole that meme, Chris. That's not your idea. That's not my idea. I did, but I'm saying he said he wanted to play video games for eight hours a day. If his parents would have said, if his mother would have said, you know what? I support you to play video games. Maybe you could have been a millionaire right now. Video game player. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like, I'd probably be better, happier if I, like, owned businesses or something. Like, I got to work off the generational debt that was like, <laughs> loaned to me. Ain't too much, though. You ain't, you ain't hunted in the hole. Before I can even get to that point. You gonna get out? Well, thank, I'm thankful for my nine to five. Man, fuck that nine to five. Give you health insurance, man. right? They need to, for, for real, they need, right. to, they need to just give me the company, and I'll make that shit run way better. These niggas don't know what they're doing, and they act like they do. That's the part I hate. Um, that's good. That's good. Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna just get right into it about my cute pointy man. Um, I had it and I just lost it. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna get back to you. Oh, uh, my cute pointy is very simple. Shout out to social media. We all love it. But um, people, you do not need to take a photo to prove that you love yourself. People, we sometimes women, especially women, y'all take caption, y'all take photos, and I understand what y'all doing and the purpose for it. I'm taking a photo of myself. I love myself. You know, I took me a minute to get to the point where I could look, you know, I could love myself. I understand. The post, you don't, the post means nothing. Like, the love that you have for yourself is what matters. You don't got to take a picture to prove that you love yourself. And I understand those women that have been through things and have gotten to the point to where blah, 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 you want to make that post. 
But to these little bad Instagram bitches that make these posts every day, self-love is the key. Bitch, you don't, the picture don't matter. The picture is pointless. You do not, let me say it one more time, you don't, need to ma- you don't need to take a picture to prove that you love yourself. You don't need to take a picture to prove that you love yourself. You sure? I'm sure. If you, po- you post a picture like, I, love, I, I just love me. Okay, I understand you love you. The selfie that you're taking with your makeup. Or maybe they don't have to post it. You don't have to post a picture to prove that you. And it's just agitating. Like, I'm just tired of that caption. That's what it is. Okay. Come up with a new caption. That trick is played. Okay. The That's I love it. myself selfie, mm-hmm. it ain't getting off no more. But you, ha- I mean, this kind of goes into our conversation of last week about uh, diagnosing yourself with, you know. The I love myself selfie, bitch. You're not getting because, it off no more. Because a lot of people feel like depression and you don't love yourself and it's type that self-diagnose yourself with those type of things. And it's like, well, maybe if I start taking these pictures of myself, that'll give me the self-validation And, and, and that guess what? I, I hope Instagram do take away the likes. You see how much you love yourself when you don't get no likes. Mm. And listen, I understand them, the, the, the likes might feel good. You're like, oh, I feel validated. We all look for validation. But to like my brother next to me said, I'm already valid. I'm valid. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Mm. Straight up. Like, bro. And that's, a, the, that's the word affirmation, right? I started affirming that to myself recently, just recently. I started saying to myself, like, yo, you va- like, bro, you already validated, bro. You don't got, I don't got to wait for nobody to say, oh, Terry, you this, Terry, you that. I'm valid. And I understand the post. You want to get it off. You want to get more dicks in your DMs. Not All dicks right. in your DMs. Apologize for saying dicks in your DMs. Wow. You want to get the title. DM. You want to get the DM from your dream guy. You want to get that. Yeah, ma- they, be, they, be cl- they be claiming they don't be wanting the DM. No, I said the DM from the dream guy. Because they want the DM from the guy they want the DM from. You know what I'm saying? Because the attention. A lot of niggas, they need to understand that it's going to take a lot of DMs before you get to that DM. So don't shame the other DMs prior to that. That's they, what they I was about to say. They're going to shame the other DMs, though. That's what I was about to say. They're going to shame them. Like, bro. This corny nigga in my DMs. Well, how did he know he was a corny oh, nigga? He thought he was the man of your dreams. You don't even know. Stop saying You that. missed out on your king, queen. But big point. They want to act like they don't want the attention when you want the attention. You just want the oh, attention. wow. Everybody know you want the attention from who you want the attention from. But when you put yourself out there, when you post. Love, love a good wig talk. But wig un- talk? Listen, I understand the empowerment and the love it takes. And I guess it takes some type of crazy confidence for you to post yourself on your Instagram. You got to really love yourself and be confident to do that. And I guess subli- and I guess subconsciously it might be. But also the new photos that they be throwing out there. And he going to say, I love myself. Girl, you out here with a bra on. And, and then be like, why are all these creeps in my DMs? Your titties are out. Exactly. And listen, I under we everybody understand the thirst. You get on you get on Instagram. You get on you get on Instagram specifically and post an attractive picture of yourself. You're getting suitors. You're getting. But my point was, I get that. Everyone's on. Why you unhappy? You ungrateful bitches never happy. Lizzie before his time. What's up with all this damn arguing? Why you unhappy? Ungrateful bitches never happy. So shout out to you for your self love, but I want you to understand the photo don't mean shit. 
Get out of the TV. You can't be entertained while we trying to entertain. That's my keep it funky, bro. Thank you. And speaking on to your, this is really um a first world problem that you brought on, right? And I wanted to keep my my and thank you for reminding me. Uh, my keep it funky was about well remembering that all of our problems are really first world problems. Most of them, depending on what abuse and trauma. Abuse and trauma and. All right, all right. That's a well, no, 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 that's a first world problem. First world broke, we're not we're still broke. We're, we're broke, but we're not in poverty. <laughs> Extreme no, poverty. We are not in poverty. Okay, I'm under the poverty line. Extreme poverty. No, no, no. Extreme poverty. Like, like poverty. Like Southeast Asia poverty. Not check the check. Uh, I believe it's underneath like 30K. It's actually kind of. Not check the check poverty. But there's once upon a time I was. So you remember. What's the You're not in it no more. But I'm saying, like, okay, there's, like, real problems in this world. Like, we complain about what niggas are doing in social media, and we talk about, you know, bitches and niggas and shit like that. Like, that's real first world yeah, problems. Yeah, for sure. Like, niggas are wondering, can they walk to go pray today? Niggas are wondering, yeah, doing can I drink clean Muslims water today? What are they doing to the, uh, the Hong Kong? You know what I'm saying? Are you, you know, uh, the Middle East. Like, you know, that's real problems in this world. Yes. And I think just, just we need to reel it in sometimes. You know what? I like I w- to complain. Yeah. I like to smoke. Yeah. I love complaining. <laughs> and it's a privilege to complain. You know what I'm saying? We, we have a podcast, and we're privileged to say what we want to say about politicians, government officials, celebrities. Just imagine. Hoes. Hoes. Bitch niggas, niggas who weaves, you know, all that type of shit. So, like, if we did not live in a country, and I'm not trying to sound like no MAGA-ass nigga, but I'm saying is that we live in a country where we have the privilege to say it. Sometimes we all forget about that privilege. Yes, America is trash 98% of the time. But you wouldn't want to live nowhere else. That's pretty much it. Maybe Canada. I think that. But there's only cold up there. Y'all talk about the cold. There's only three places. It seems cool. Okay. There's so only there's only about three places I would want to live in Canada. Like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. That's about it. That's about it. Um, I wouldn't want to live in Mexico. I would. I wouldn't mind Mexico. It's some nice beaches. Keep an AK. Keep a gun. Keep an automatic. Until the cartel run up in your house. I got an automatic. They got an automatic. We're gonna they shoot got, it out. They got automatics. They got thirty niggas. But guess what? I'm gonna have automatics. a Gatling gun. I'm gonna have a Gatling gun on the perimeter. Now I ain't you worried s- about it. That is, can you buy a Gatling gun? Is that even still a thing? You cannot buy a Gatling gun. It's still one. Can no? Uh, you know what? Let me rephrase that. We Excuse me, sir. Y'all talking? If you want to talk, you can get on the mic. We cannot Thank buy you. a Gatling gun. You have the money that it would take to buy a Gatling gun. How much for a Gatling gun? Have you ever seen a movie The Accountant? Have you ever seen yo no have you ever seen a movie The Accountant with Ben Affleck? Yeah, I have. Yeah, he was the joint he had in his garage. Yeah, that's shit crazy. That's a Gatling gun, right? Yeah, you can't just buy that shit. About 100k? So you need 100k to at least buy you a Gatling gun. Okay, but if I move to Mexico, I'm going to have enough money. in the range of 50 to 100k. So respectfully to Chris's topic, I understand what you're saying. First world problems. Nobody, you really want to wouldn't want to live nowhere else. I got a lot of freedom. I could I could walk out of my house and I feel safe. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. For the most part, you know what I'm saying. I carry my knife on me, but uh, 
in New York. <laughs> you can Millie Rock on any block, right? Millie Rock. Not, not I've never seen Millie. you Millie Rock. Yeah, I'm not a Millie Rock guy. You're more of a two-step. Uh, you can two-step electric on slide. Any I'm a two-step two blocks. Slide, man. You can two-step on any cul-de-sac. Millie Rock is where I do things. Okay. So you could do. So you, you're a two-step nigga. Maybe you could do a nice little uh, line dance on any cul-de-sac. Um, fuck the cul-de-sac. I never grew up in a cul-de-sac, but yes, you did. I never liked cul-de-sac. Yes, you did. I didn't grow up in a cul-de-sac. Nigga, your house is in a cul-de-sac. It's a loop. That's what a cul-de-sac is. Well, a cul-de-sac is a loop, in, and there's houses around, drivers and I ain't grow up in no fucking cul-de-sac. He said a loop, right? A loop is a no. There's a little road that loops. It's a road. Saying that you did grow up in a cul-de-sac. I ain't grow up no fucking cul-de-sac. No, I'm talking about a literal cul-de-sac. I ain't grow up no cul-de-sac. Well, I'm gonna look at the definition of cul-de-sac. Yeah, cul-de-sac you know what a fucking cul-de-sac because is? Because I I know what a cul-de-sac is. I don't think you know. I didn't grow up in a is. goddamn cul-de-sac. Well, one shot for who's wrong. Straight up, Henny 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 shot for what's a cul-de-sac. All right, hold on. I could draw a picture. Of this nigga don't know what a cul-de-sac is. Country I, ass nigga, right, good dirt road ass nigga. A cul-de-sac is a street. It ends in a fucking circle, and there's houses around a the circle. A cul-de-sac is a street or passage closed at one end. My shit ain't closed, nigga. My shit a loop. All right. That's what the fuck. Because you know what it is, cul-de-sac. Is. You and I didn't grow up in a cul-de-sac. What do you call it? Nigga, it's literally a, the street is a loop. <laughs> a cul-de-sac is also a hairstyle that is often rocked by people where that wear hats. Hat fishing. The cul-de-sac under. That's what a cul Exactly. That is the perfect pattern. Porter hit it on the head. I mean, you can't hide it under, but you can see it under. You can see the circle with the bandana still on. But a literal cul-de-sac is a circle. There is. It's a dead end. My neighborhood has no dead ends. All right. Take my shot. Thank you. I'm saying I'm a suburban kid. I'm a suburban kid. Suburbia. You have anything to put the you know that reference, do you? Nah. Rihanna. Nah, Rihanna. No, that was Kodak. No, Suburbia. No, it's a Suburbia. Suburbia Kid is Kodak, but Rihanna had a song called Suburbia. I'm a Rihanna fan. Come on, it's your Keep It Funky, Doc. Go. It is. Um, Stop disrespecting Terrence. Who is Terrence? Carl Anthony Towns. So Carl Anthony Towns for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Did he not get choked out by Ben Simmons? But that was pussy, though. No, put the give, give, let's say this. Did he or did he not choke out Embiid? There were some choking calls. Hmm. No. no I asked the question. Did, of, did he? Did, I asked him about. I asked you about Ben Simmons. I'm asking you about him and Embiid. Answer my question first. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> Was, Why you not that man that was vulnerable with the choke out. Okay. Anytime a man lays on top of another man, the suspect. Australian down under boy laid on top of cat. When cat was I in saw the business. Tap out. I saw a choke and I saw a tap out. I saw a tap out. I saw frustration. I saw frustration. Why did he tap out then? Because he has a, here's another grown man laying on top of him. So you tapped out. What's going on? Tap, he tap, tapped, He did tap. Tap. tap in fashion. Tap. In fashion of. When we tap a, in fashion of. 
WWE, don't they have to tap multiple times? He tapped twice. When you tap no, out. No, he didn't. The pitcher is one. One tap. Yeah. That's a tap out. Because he couldn't get the other tap and out. Wrestling is, I'm done. He still tapped. He was First of all, okay. But when when it comes to your keep nah, I, I, I respect Cat. I respect Cat. First of all, he didn't back down from Embiid. Now I agree. Now I agree. Now, now we discuss your. I never brought up Embiid. Now we discuss your. I never brought up Embiid. No, but I am because that's what that's what belongs to, Cat and Embiid. Okay. Who put paws on whom? Cat put paws on Embiid. And what did Embiid do in reaction to the paws being put on him? He and put his hand in whose eyes? Cats. And that is not a solid move. And he flung. And he flung. That is not solid. And what we not gonna do? Is not talk about Embiid's reactions. I wasn't not talking about Embiid. We we have an established understanding that the Joel understanding Embiid is not is not is not been established. Let me hear you say Embiid lost between him and Cat. Agreed. Embiid Let me lost between Cat. Okay. Between him and Cat. But no, his what is his keep it funky though? Stick to that. Stop disrespecting Cat. So cars in the town. Are you? Uh, no, no. Look at If Cat someday ends up off the the Timberwolves, are you gonna still respect him and shout him out like that when he's not on the Timberwolves? I shout out No Man. That's not what my Timberwolves shout. When no KG man. left. When KG left, I said, "Oh, good luck to you." What? <laughs> <laughs> when the big ticket left, you just let him go. That's what. That's your. That's your guy. You watched him wear your jersey for I a don't care, nigga. Okay. No, you made your point clear. But so you don't fuck with Steph. You cold so hard, nigga. Cold hard. You fuck with Stephon Marbury? He ain't, he ain't do it in the Wolves. Oh, yeah, he didn't. Do, Marbury did a lot of jerseys. He didn't. He he was dirty with the Wolves, but he was more dirty with Phoenix and New York than with the Wolves. I'm sorry. Good luck to you. I, I wouldn't. You he don't know this man. That man made a point. So you don't know, know this man. If I saw him walking down the street, I wouldn't even know. Who he <laughs> Good luck to that man. <laughs> But the big ticket had his best time. He he won the MVP with y'all. No, but like like KG really made the Timberwolves relevant prior to like big ticket. That was my favorite player. That was my favorite player. Like the KG came there, he took us to I believe it was the conference finals, and he was the MVP of the league. Exactly. Big ticket and defensive player of the year. KG is one of the best power forwards to ever play the game. Period. Oh, for sure, for sure. They always said that shit. Listen, my man had the semi and then the fadeaway. Come on, dog. I don't exactly. think we never asked. Exactly. What drew you? What drew what drove you to drew. be a Timberwolves fan? I like KG. KG. So KG. So why didn't you follow? I like KG's energy. I like that rawness. I like how he was shutting niggas down. Raw, yo. You guys Your wife tastes person. like cinnamon toast crunch, nigga. Like, I like that, son. You Your wife person. tastes like cinnamon toast crunch, nigga. Yeah, I really like that. Cinnamon. No, honey nut Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios. So that made me be a Timberwolves fan. And I fell in love with the uh, whole Timberwolves organization. And when he left, I mean, it wasn't no, nigga, wasn't no, like, I wasn't bitter or anything. I was just like, yo, good luck to you, nigga, but I'm still Timberwolves. I'm out. I respect that, because that's the same reason um, I'm a Nuggets fan today. I mean, you know, I was a, I'm a Mellow fan, but, you know, I'm still That's how it is, I'm bro. That's how it is. I respect that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Jersey was tough. Too tough, Porter. The little trees in the jump. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. That's tough. I respect that. You're a real one. Is it good? He gone. We've been trash ever since, but it's all good. So let me ask you. Fuck Anthony Davis. 
Take it out. You guys are doing pretty well this year. Yeah. You guys are doing pretty well. You guys are like five. And I mean, two. I can't say pretty well. We're playing like we should be. You guys are playing. We have a top five center in the league. Excuse me. Top three center in the league. All right. Andrew Wiggins is honestly, even on his laziest day, he's a top ten small forward. You know what I'm saying? Um, we have two of the better players, young players in the league, so we should be winning some games. Okay. Are we doing good? Nah. I think we're doing better. Yeah, we're doing better. So you guys are five and two right now. I think. Yeah, I think we're five. I think we're five and two. So where? Where do you see this going? We need to keep losing because we need a lottery pick. We need a point guard. So I need all L's on deck. I need K. I need all L's on deck. All L's on deck. I need Cat. Just you want you want you want to publicly say you want your team to tank? No, I just need cat balling. Everybody else trash. You just said you want publicly. You want everybody to tank. I didn't say tank. You did. You said you more. <laughs> <laughs> you said you want more L's on deck. I just need cat doing his thing, and everybody else taking their L's. Okay. You know, along with him. Okay. That's it. If with Andrew playing like this, we could damn sure be an eight seed. Because Andrew's playing, but the problem with Andrew is he's not consistent. So I don't expect him to keep that up the whole year. Cat is going to do this all year. Okay. He's going to kill all year. And he's going to average 25 and fucking 12 and two blocks and a steal and six assists and two to three three pointers a night. He's going to do that. Knocking that bitch down right now, bro. Cat, he's knocking the three down right now. Yeah, he's doing it every anything you need a nigga to do, he's doing it. Yeah, anything. Um, the rest of the niggas. Yeah. Shout out to the Minnesota Timberwolves and Flip Saunders RPU. Um, so how do you feel, Terry, about seeing? I don't think we asked you. I don't like it. Russell it West looks weird. They not going nowhere. Um. Mm. Russell Russell probably likes this Houston City better for his spiciness. He mm. could probably be a little bit more spicy than in Oklahoma City. But um, I uh, I'm mm. <laughs> he left under better 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 terms than KD did. So you know he rode. He won an MVP. He averaged a triple double. Fucking nuts. Fuck you, Ty. He um. You know saying? But th- so that's Fuck how I feel about Ty. Russell. I'm not. Ain't that. no love lost. Ain't no love lost. Okay, I, I saw a recent study that James Harden does worse in cities with higher ranking uh, strip clubs. <laughs> That's that would be me too. <laughs> Put me in the league, nigga. And because Jeez. we know James Harden's affinity for he ladies first of the of all, night, his city that he that he left Oklahoma City for is Houston, which is one of the strip club capitals of the United States of America. But he does well there. Oh, so he does better in no, Houston, but others. No, no, cities he does worse in cities with great. Okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. So because like you know what, because that's hometown, like he's he probably does ran through all them joints. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, his best performances are New like... New joint turn 18 every day. Mm, that sounds good, baby. That but means anyways, they get on the pole um, every day. True. Big booties okay, do grow. Big booties do grow. But um, he's the, the, the story says his, wor- his best performances are in Who Toronto. did this study? <laughs> I think Toronto. Twitter did this study? It was it actually it was like somebody that does st- uh, stati- statistics. I want a burger. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm listening. But I'm just saying, like, it makes sense. Do you think he'll be in a club? Or, uh, well, he has a wife and two children. Uh, Russell. Right. Well, I feel like Russell is an LA cat. 
So I'm sure he got his wife, and she understands that, like, when I go out, if I went out to a strip club, it's just to cut loose and kind of relieve, blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. But um, Russell with Houston still looks weird to me, and Harden doing worse in cities with strip clubs is very understandable. It it got a win for them. Yeah, but we not doing shit. Do you think the Wizards will make the playoffs? No. We might be able to sneak in like an eight seed. Will John Wall ever don the uniform again? Yes, sir. Will he ever average more than 15 points again? For sure. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. And as Wizards being the team, listen, I, I will say this. I left the Wizards after Gilbert pulled out the pistols. Because that, because like, it was turmoil. Like, Hibachi, bro, when Hibachi mania was happening, bro, like, I was riding. Like, bro, first of all, we say Antonio Daniels, uh, Karan Butler, Larry Hughes, Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson. Bro, like, I was there. Deshaun Stevenson. What? Deshaun Stevenson. You know what I'm saying? I was a Wizards fan. But when, when all the foolishness started and then Seattle moved to Oklahoma City and then Katie, you know, Katie's from Maryland. So, like, I was like, oh, one of my favorite players coming out of college is going to a new expansion franchise. I got time to jump ship. <laughs> so, guess what I did? I said, Sayonara. And Oklahoma had a great run between, you know what I'm saying, we went to a couple finals, we went to one finals, a couple Western Conference finals. It was great being a Thunder fan, but now it's in that low. But guess what? But y'all had great years from last expansion team bubble to come out. Exactly. So I'm, 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 still, I'm always going to ride with Oklahoma City. Sam Presti, do your thing. And Would you move to Oklahoma City? For sure. You're a liar. You're a goddamn idiot. First of all, I love the Native American people. And Oklahoma is one of the states that they have their put their put their footprint on. So I would love to, I would I would love to I would love to live with the Native Americans. In oh no, you can't talk. He can't talk. And I, my favorite tweet, one of my favorite tweets of one of my favorite tweets of the past couple of weeks is the Redskins tweeted congratulations to the Nationals and niggas was like nigga y'all shut the fuck up, y'all niggas suck. But I do hope y'all quarterback blossoms into something as real because I root for everybody that's black. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Haskins. I mean, the white man got to know I'm not rooting for everybody that's black. I know what's going on over there. What do you say? Don't, don't, no. See, that's that's the part right there. No division. When you say stuff like that, Blacks we got to Trump, ride. I'm not rooting for them. Huh? Blacks for Trump? I'm not rooting for them. Well, they're not black. <laughs> All right, well, then, never mind. You lose your blackness when you put on a fucking MAGA hat and say, oh, you fucking oh, conservative. Okay. Oh, for real? Because they don't even fuck black oh, bitches. Oh, for real? Black dudes that say that and black, black dudes that say that and black girls that say that don't even fuck black people. <laughs> oh, they, for real? They fuck, they fuck Asians and they fuck white people. Oh, for real? So you're not rooting for everybody that's black. <laughs> you, put your, you put the MAGA on, you lose your MAGA hat on, you lose your blackness? Do Kanye fuck black bitches anymore? So he's not black? He's black. <laughs> Do you root for him? Do I root for Kanye? No. Yes. Did you listen to his album? Yes. So you root for him? You I support stream, him? I, I play for streaming service. I pay for a streaming service every month. It does correlate. He said he's... I pay for a streaming service every month. It's free. It's damn near free. I pay $10 every month, so I get it for free. You No, you supported him. Why are you really fighting me when I'm rooting for everybody no. that's black? I can't root for everybody's butt. I said, okay, I wait, said, wait. Can I amend it? I root for everybody's butt. Can I amend it? Can I amend it? 
Can I amend it? Okay, you can. I'm rooting for everybody that's positive and doing righteous things that's black. Kanye, you can argue Kanye's doing righteous things, right? So I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I'm a walking, I'm a walking contradiction. So, <laughs> thank you. I love to contradict myself because it shows me that I'm human. Every time, I, every time I make a contradiction, I pat myself on the back because it's like, oh, you're still human. Okay. I'm not a robot yet. Well, speaking of uh, rooting for people in black, you know that that's a good segue into our next conversation. We'll be right back. Back. Let me ask y'all a question before we get into our power conversation. We were talking about this off the yeah. mic. When did you get comfortable playing spades around family? Well, I've been playing spades since I was probably about four years. So I was probably like 12, 13. So my mom played spades and she also played solitaire and dominoes. I don't know how I play solitaire. No, I don't play dominoes. I don't know, I don't know how I play dominoes. I, play, I don't know how I play dominoes on the bench. She played. Good time to learn. You know what I'm saying? You know, in the country, when the lights go out, you know, when the thunderstorm and, and it hits the light, the lights go out. So we would play cards in the, in the, in the spare time. And then um, I would play with my great aunts. And I played dominoes with them. And that's that's the first shots because I'd be like, you know, I know how to play, um, auntie. Uh, y'all let me play. She's like, all right, you know, don't be. Yeah, so then I played. And I, did, I did okay. I didn't win or anything, but I ain't mess up. That's the thing. We didn't mess up. Don't mess up first. Yeah, so then from there it just grew because it was like, okay, well, he know how to play dominoes. Let's see if we can play spades as well. I play spades. And then, you know, at that point it's just, all right, hey, come on. Come on, T, let's play. And that was that. And see, shout out to you because I wasn't quite that young when I started, but I did. I was about 15, 16 when I first got that, like, uncle, uncle spades game. Like, oh, this is a real spades game. This ain't like, oh, the play play spades game. You know what I'm saying? Because. Cause shout out, to, shout out to all my niggas from high school. Shout out to E, shout out to Zach, shout out to Darius. We we used to play games like we get out of school on a Friday and we go to the crib play Monopoly or go to the crib, bro. We go to the crib and play. We sm- go to the crib and play spades. You know what I'm saying? And we play card games up until like all the way through college, like summertime. That would be our social engagements. So like when I first got that on first gaming and I guess what I beat my my uncle and my aunt was playing and I was playing with a cousin and we beat them. And I was like, "Oh, I know what I'm doing out here." You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We went. I think we went to like we went to like 350 or something. But like, I was like, "Oh, I gotta win." You know what I'm saying? And I was young. I was still on my team, so that's when I became comfortable. But I tell you right now, I cannot play with drunk. <laughs> if you get me drunk, it's an F. I'm a renege everything. I'm not gonna pay attention to shit. I ain't no renege. Let me be drinking, cause I don't play drink. <laughs> drink, I drink. Especially around family, I'm mad comfortable. 
Oh, you, you, you getting drunk. Well, I mean, I'm drunker than anything when I'm around my family. So, shout out to, like, about 15, 16, that's when I was, when I was like, all right, this, I'm a legit, you know what I'm saying? I got that first win against the, the old heads in the family. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I sure. think I think I was. I was right there. Don't I, know, I just I don't got no player. I don't got nobody that be playing. The cards right we there. Play I keep space. We can play I keep, space. I keep, we can play right now. I keep them close. We, we can play right after this. We can play right after this episode. We know how to play up in mm. here. We can play. We know how to play up in here. I, hey, listen, the I need a partner. Always close. I, I need a partner. I need a partner. What's up? The What's cards up? always close. Let's go. Let me send the bird out on Twitter. Let me send the bird out on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I was 15 when I played with my family. And that was probably the, one of the most nerve-wracking times in my life. I was playing with my auntie. Oh yeah, you you, you only peas and cues. Because like I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna cut her. I didn't oh, wanna, yeah, she, she I didn't want, I didn't. That back and forth with the partner that you yeah. wanna get right. Because once you get that rapport right, and you know who's doing what, then that's when you get good. M- my biggest thing is I didn't want to overbook or underbook. So like I didn't want to say I had like. Like, cause you know, like you have like, you know, maybe, maybe you have like, uh, you think you have a three and a possible, but you say four. I didn't want to say four and then I don't get four and now I'm getting, I'm off the table. So So that's the toughest, that was was the part I had to learn. You know, yeah. You know, I would uh, over, I would, that's how I learned how to undersell and over deliver. I learned that from Only time you need to worry about really over delivering is your damn sandbag. True. Or, or if you need. A certain amount of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the first time when I started playing with my um, with my mom, it was just kind of like you play to win, and you don't know somebody. Yeah. So if I never played with you before, but I'm playing to win. Now after I play with you for a little bit, and I'm able to recognize how you played your hand after other people have played before you, because that's that's when you're an advanced new player, when you can recognize. Plays that were happening, the way people took their cards mm-hmm. down, you understand who took what book, why, you know. And so at that point, then it's like, all right, well, now. Yeah, but before we get there, and it's just like, you know, before we get there, and I'm just playing with you, like, oh, okay, we want to play, like, just now, if we play spades, I never played spades before. Yeah, I'm playing to win, and then we figure it out after that. Hmm. I haven't played dominoes in a long time. That's I don't know how to play dominoes. Niggas yeah, yeah, I mean, niggas don't, young niggas don't play dominoes. So it's a skill that I lost. But I still remember the basics of it, though. I just never played it too often. Well, one thing about spades and dominoes and just all all games, it develops a uh, it develops and it gives you a sense of power. Um, especially when you're winning, especially when you have Dominate. when you dominate, <laughs> when you when you especially in spades, when you know that like you like I got it. When you know you got that hand, that's a level of power. When you know you got you got all the hard card, you got all the high cards. I'm playing with the strength. Yeah, you like oh I got I got the baby. I'm playing with the strength. I got the baby and the big joker. Oh, I got the ace of spades. Oh, I got a two. Oh, I got I got a king, I got an ace, like oh, nah, like that's and a don't let me power. Have, don't let me have the, the jack and the queen or the king and the ace. Yeah. Then I'm just like, all right, I want to see. If, or like, let me have a king. Yeah, listen, listen. We gonna play after this game, after it's this episode. Man. It's so it's wonderful. Um, and that, and that's a great way of transitioning into our topic of power. Terry, you brought a great comment. Like Terry, you've been on it recently. Um, 
But I want you to bring in that, that, that conversation you had, Carrie, about power mm-hmm. and where that came from and why you, how well, you got to that point. I can't get back to the mental state I was at when I thought about it, but I will try to find the exact tweet. But the question was, like, I really want to know, like, the moments where people felt like they were powerful. And, like, I asked that question on Twitter because I felt like, I was like, if people genuinely answer that question, I feel like their responses would be really um, interesting and, like, really good. Like, when people, like... I'm going to look for the, the tweet for it, but power is a motherfucker, man, because, like, like I said, we all still got a job, so, like, we deal with people, quote-unquote, who have authority over us or tell us what to do or direct our action and stuff, but I was thinking about, like, myself, like, what are the times where I felt empowered or I felt powerful or I felt great or I felt like I was in control, and control is the word that keeps coming up when we talk about it, like, the times where I felt like I was in control, like, I, I use what I had to direct my future or like I use what I had to make a certain outcome come to be. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it came from really. I was just thinking, I was at work and it hit me. I was like, damn, like power is a motherfucker. People there's different power dynamics. There's different power there's power that who's in control of this, who's in control of that, who's driving, who's not, you know what I'm saying? Who's riding? So like that's just where it came from. So have you experienced a moment of power? Um well, so, I'm going to be honest, the first thing I thought about, like, when I thought of power, um, not the show. I found a tweet, not the show, and it h- definitely didn't have nothing to do with the show, but the <laughs> show definitely came into it later. Okay. I was like, the show is called Power, because these are people of who, who are trying to exert their power, like, I'm in the drug game, I'm winning, I'm doing this, I'm trying to have a nightclub, I, I'm in politics, you know, that's that's what all goes into the show. And even family life, power, who's in control of the family, who's making decisions, for right. who does what, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the kids are going to do this, my wife's going to do this, the husband's going to do this, whatever. But the tweet was, when is the first time you felt powerful? This is a great question. And if motherfuckers really answered it, young, the answers would be amazing. So, like, and the, some of the responses to the tweet were someone said, the first time I felt powerful, my teachers always said that I, this was a, a, a girl that said, shout out to Lauren. Shout out to Lauren. Hey. Uh, she was like, my teacher said I was good at talking in public. And when I would go in front of the class and do a presentation, I felt powerful. And then someone else said, when I DJed the party and I had the whole joint rocking. <laughs> hey, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that though. Yeah, Jarvis said, "Yo, when I DJ the party and the whole club is rocking and the, and everybody was rocking, I felt real powerful." And I was like, "Damn, that's actually a genuine moment. That shit is dope." Because when you making a choice, he made a decision what songs to play, and you see the reaction you get from everybody that's at the party. I feel that you could feel powerful in that moment. Like my choices made everybody turn up and everybody have fun. And Shorty's like, oh, "My my my choices, whatever I did with this presentation." made people understand whatever I was trying to deliver to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are moments that you feel powerful. Yeah. I definitely like when? When have you felt powerful? Um both the examples with Lauren and shout shout to Lauren and shout out to Jarvie. I do <laughs> honestly I feel the same way. Like, um I've especially in my my more corporate career I've done do a lot more training to corporate individuals and a lot more uh, presentations. And when you're doing a presentation and a training, people are listening to you every word. Mm-hmm. And they're... You're they're driving. When you're... I'm driving the presentation and they're learning from my expertise, it's a little bit of empowerment. 
empowering. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a feeling that, like, they're going to leave out whatever class we're from, whatever building fr- they're from, with the knowledge that I gave them. Mm-hmm. You gave it to them. Yes. Like, because they didn't have I'm it before be- I delivered it. They didn't know what I was talking about. They didn't know. They didn't necessarily have the information they had before. They might have a little inkling of it. Yeah. But they didn't know. But not what, what I gave them. Not what I gave them. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was the, um, as of recently in my uh, more adult career, um, something that I thought was more empowering. empowering. But mm-hmm. I do agree with Jarvie as well about, like, when you're DJing, there's something empowering when you're, uh, when you're you hitting the, on all cylinders. When you get the crowd rocking. And there's some deeper shit to that. I wish I had more information about it. It's like the BPMs and the way they affect people. Like, the way that you play the music, it, it does something to, like, you know what I'm saying, to the people in the crowd. But And the, the last thing I have to say is, last time I felt powerful was, um, like, physically powerful was in college. No, no, in, hi- in high school. When I played football. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, I played football on the line. Mm-hmm. So, when you physically impose your will somebody. on somebody, yeah, it's, a motherfucker. It's, a, it's an adrenaline rush. And football does that a lot. Speaking of football, like, that's that's when you see these motherfuckers in the class, man. Like, yeah. when you see them head-to-head with somebody, and it's really about who's stronger, yeah, who can impose their will. That's in most, in most all sports, really, when you kind of think about it, it's yeah. always a power dynamic. Like, but football, specifically physical power, like, no, my line's going to push your line back, and you're going to go from this end to this other end to it. And I remember getting that in football, but, like, this is this is a place I didn't even take it. Sometimes that power makes you scared of yourself. Of yourself, like when you could dominate somebody, that's a different type of feeling. Yeah. And men deal with it with women. That's why some men don't know how to handle their quote unquote physical power they have over women. Like I could go to I could walk up on the street and slap the shit out of a woman. Not <laughs> that I would ever do that, but she most women the average woman could not defeat me one on one. Okay, yeah, that's true. The average woman cannot defeat me one on one. That's a power that I have, physical, quote unquote, over a woman. That yeah. is a, like wh- that's a fact. Yes. But me understanding like what the fuck am I getting out of exercising this power is dumb as shit. So you can take it to another level. I always think about sex. Okay. That was the first place I went to after I asked the question. I was like, damn, sex is a p- some. Sometimes people get power from sex. LSU beating the shit out of uh, Alabama, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. All right. But um, sex is a place where some people get power from. Some people either like women fucking a man or a man fucking a woman. There is a sense of power some people get out of sex. Right. Like I get up from the bed and I look at someone laying in the bed and satisfied, laying down, enjoying, I f- enjoying. Is that power? Is the power of that just endorphins? Like, you know. No, but I, but you delivered that to them. So you feel powerful in that moment. So I'm going to speak for myself. If you have sex with someone and then you get up from the bed and you're walking to, to like, oh, damn, I got to pee. Or, oh, I'm about to get some water. And then you look down and you're like, she's smiling and laying there with eyes closed, like in a good state. I delivered that to this person, so I feel powerful. Right. That might be a moment of empowerment. It's been in a moment of empowerment for me. I felt like my will was done. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So... It's just power is a motherfucker, and I really want to know what people thought about it. But Dot right here had a totally different fucking dynamic when he when he yeah, like about the power shit. The how you feel? Oh, uh, I'm. Um, when you brought up, uh, earlier when you were talking about like uh, 
being afraid of that power. I guess I've been thinking about that. That was the reason why I hate that power. Yeah, when you brought that up, that made that job my memory because I've been thinking the whole time. The only time that I felt it wasn't even like power, but I realized the power that I had was when I was in when I was in training um, to be a cop, and then they put that nine millimeter in my hand, and I was just like, "Oh, that's a different level of power, though." When you when you can take somebody's life, and I was like, "Damn, this 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 can take somebody's life." kind of changed me in that moment and I respected weapons and the harm that they can do to people. You I know? <laughs> so I didn't like I didn't like take that and go, yeah, I feel powerful. You know, but that's the problem with people. Ty, you are because you take a tool and you go, yo, you, you see the power that, that tool has and you think that make you powerful. Nigga, you're not powerful. Ty, you are you are an interesting person because I don't think a lot of cops think like that though. I was like worried. Cause I was like, damn, they just gave me this shit, bro. I'm like, night. I was, how old was I? Twenty. Like anybody, anybody would have done. I was just using cops in general because, you know, what I'm saying I got the five, five, six in there. Like, this could really hurt somebody. Yeah, I could hurt somebody else. Like, so when the teachers, when the instructors would teach us how to use the weapons, the proper way to use them, the proper way to clean them, the proper way to carry weapons, I took that very seriously, very seriously. Because that's something that could really harm somebody, take somebody else's life. I'm not, I'm not in that, I'm not, I'm not on that type of time. You know, so that's a moment where I touched power, and I was like, this is not to be played with. This is not to be played with. And see, that's the shit that I, 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 before, before we talked about it before, I had difficulty getting you to acknowledge the power I in yourself. Because you was like, I never felt self power. You was like, I never felt powerful. Specifically, that power, but like um, you acknowledge it in a different way, not the way that I wanted you to. But yeah, yeah you did. Somebody else in that that position that you're talking about would say, "Now I feel powerful." Now I feel powerful because I had that weapon. I said, "Nah, this is not power. This is something that is supposed to be utilized to protect myself in a time of need. This is not power." My definition of power: they could implement a will with that gun. I could take a life. I could make someone act a certain way. If I put this gun on you and I point it at you, you're gonna listen to me. Or you better listen to me. These are these are words and these are uh, temptations of the weak. Oh, that's a good. That's a. That's if you a, live that's with a honor, vibe right there. And you live not with a vibe, courage, but that's a word. And you know yourself as a being, then these tools of man do not make you powerful. Ooh. Say that again. Say that again one more time. I don't know if he can, cause I don't remember, but I caught it because that shit is break. Like that shit is crazy. You said what? Is it break? That shit crazy. <laughs> no, you said it right. You that shit right. is crazy because you're right. But I know people. I know humans. I know us. People find empowerment in the weirdest things, and also most. But that's what I'm saying. So like, but I wanted to hear. That's why it was so interesting to me to hear how people answer the question because how you felt powerful says a lot about you. And really, I mean, the, 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 the words, like we, we talked offline, these examples of how you feel powerful really are just a snapshot into your self-power, bro. For you to say that that moment made you feel powerful is a lack of knowledge of your own power. But how are you supposed to learn about the power if you... That part. How are you supposed to you learn about the power be, you, you have if you never talk? into who you are and what you are in and life. Isn't that about your, your, your surroundings and the people who are around you? That you can enlighten yourself in many different ways. People are lighting themselves a lot of time about it reading. You know what I'm saying? But the average person that isn't out reading. Bro, read, bro. What do you mean the average person that niggas can't read? 
bro. You say that. That's I, a nigga niggas, can't read. Yeah, yeah, niggas, niggas, yeah, niggas can't read. Niggas can't read, but they can't read. You know what I mean? Like they're not taking themselves. They're not going out there to read books. The whole they're woke. Not the they're not this, looking for the this, knowledge. This, this woke term, you ain't woke, bro. You're not working with because in my and I'm gonna speak just to that what you're talking about. My friend Darius, shout out to shout out to D Money, Darius listening. He used to know shit that I didn't know, and like he would talk about like spirituality and stuff. I'm like, yo, how the fuck did you? He said, I just did the research. And he's like, yo, I just looked it up. Like, I read. I read this. I read that. And I was like, that's how you get it. So the first thing, like, you got to fucking pick up a book. You got to start off with the right thing. And I don't even read as much as I should. All of that pertains down to the life. Know your fucking life. I don't know how. Right now. How? I don't know. If maybe the words you're saying right now can change a nigga nigga life. We are powerful. I mean, and that glimpse into, like, that moment you had, but don't feel like that moment is the only time that you ever been powerful you are powerful now it's up to you to figure out how you can tap into that moment for the rest of your life you're saying so like i shouldn't just feel powerful if when i'm like presenting a project in front of the class and i do good i could i could feel it other times and i'm like i should know it's innately in me Impact other people. Your no, little, we your, don't. Your little cousins, your little, your little siblings. Your it's grown ass adults that look up to you like, damn, you did X, Y, and Z, and I wish I would have done that when I was your age. That's powerful. That's power. You were impacting other people by living your true self through life. And when you realize that, you will understand that power does not come from a moment. It is in. It's within you. Like this is my brother, so like I know what level of thinking he's on. You know what I'm he's, saying? he's definitely on a higher. He's level higher plane. than I feel like. Not not to, not to fight you, but like he is higher than some people that I know. Definition is dichotomy. He's higher than some people that I know. He only spoke with. Um, so he like he's thinking about it like no, like I've never had. He said to me like because he even he responded to the tweet. He was like I've never felt power. I gotta read his response because that shit threw me for a loop. I swear I, I typed like five different things when he typed that shit back to powerful. me. He said he's never so powerful. That shit blew me. I was like, what? Even when the sense of like people listening to you and the sense of like teachings or like don't talk nobody shit. You don't think so? Did you do it? I think something. You never did presentations in college or or like when people just listen to the words you spoke of. Like you, I know you have your nephews and nieces. Yeah, I feel like that that they're watching me, and I feel like they are. That's, that's a le- I think I think, but it's not something. That are I you using? I mean, you define yourself as defining your definition of power. Like I don't know if I already said it. I said to feel powerful is is momentary. Yeah. To be powerful is something different. It's it's what you live with. Nah, I didn't. Okay, that's what I meant. It's just like. So the question you're right, of you're right, you're you, right, I mean, you right, can even right. Google this shit. You could Google like the difference between feeling powerful and being powerful. There is. A I difference. mean, being powerful is more of a systemic thing. I no, think. being powerful I comes from within, son. It is within you. But, but no, there are, there are real world ways I that think people I exercise think power. The yeah, judge, like a judge ex- in a courtroom. Exor- no, that's what I'm saying. Being powerful and feeling powerful, feeling powerful, I think is coming from within. Yeah, yeah, but I said I said being powerful, but being the act, the act. You can not, ne- you can never, you can be someone. The act. You can be someone in a, uh, organizational, institutional position, and be powerful. Yeah. What was Mandela? Mandela? What, what was Mandela? At? Nelson Mandela. Yeah. What was the Gandhi? president? What was Gandhi? Of South 
Africa? Well, Gandhi. Uh, he he had power though with his movement. What was Martin Luther King? Powerful with his movement. You're talking about he was posi- a pastor. He's a pastor. You are talking about positions of power, and when you speak of them, you're speaking of them in the sense of organization. You said that. I'm, I'm saying. I say you said feeling powerful and being powerful. MLK powerful. Huey Newton powerful. He was matter being fact, powerful. Matter of fact, all 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 of the martyrs. Senators powerful. They had they had, they, yes. they hold. All I say was you don't have to be there to be powerful. But some people, but guess what? There's sometimes the only way you notice the powerful is through an act. But you have black power because you have that. But that's that's most people. I just want you to know that. Most people have that. Wait, wait, no, but let me look you in your eye. That's a lot of people. I'm just saying you lack that. You lack real power. Okay. I just want you to know that. Most people have that ability. Most people need to act. You know that, right? I feel like I feel I I'm one of those people. I need most of the time. I need to act. Till I feel powerful. Most of the time. I know that I don't, but I'm talking about most of the time. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I know that, but that, you don't remember that every second of every day. I don't remember that every second of every day. I still got to find your response because that shit blew me when you said it, bro. Like, I swear. This nigga said something. I'm, he, and I was like, because I typed like four different things. I was like, delete all that. Just because this nigga always challenges me. On the shit, and right, just right, rightfully so, and I'm thankful for you for the way that you challenge me. But I'm like, most people, he he's always speaks from his higher place. I want him to speak to the people that are in the low place. Like how instead of instead of like running up in a nigga spot and killing them for his drugs, and taking with it instead of taking your power, like I'm gonna just grab this shit. Some pe- that's the only way some people get power. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna just uh, take this shit. That's power. Rape, the most evilest, probably one of the worst ways to take power. Oh, I'm gonna impose my will on this woman. I'm gonna take what I want from her instead of instead of instead of me co- not coercing her, instead of her giving it to me willingly. That is an exercise of power for some people. The most fucked up mentally, probably one of the most fucked up mentally ways of doing it. But it's taking it, that's taking a power. Because guess what? That's not her will that's to the power do that. Position. It's your will to do yes. that. You know what I'm saying? So I want to know how. That's being powerful. What I'm and guess feeling. what? Some people feel weak. They hold it's up. The act, people, it's the act of quote doing something. To take to take the power over somebody to overpower. Yes. You talk about that physical power from yes. football. When you pancake a nigga, that's power. That's power. It is the problem with man and humankind. I already said this. Niggas is running around thinking that they gotta take something from somebody to be powerful. We in this position in this world because the white man wanted to take. Take take. I think take, all take. men wanted to take. All men wanted to take. And guess what happened? All men want to take. Don't say white. White men are just more notorious of doing it. No, white men are the best at doing it. Yes, okay. You're right. But all men have takes. Yes, and it's a problem. Even from Africa. I say humankind when I first started this off. I said this. Okay. It is the problem. Okay. That you seek something to take over somebody else. Okay. Even, Even in like. I you think about corporate environment, that. corporate takeovers. Like they think the only way for me to be respected is to I gotta be get to the top. I gotta, but I gotta, I gotta point my. That, but isn't that nature? Human nature. I know it. It is nature. That's human. But see, no, 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 no. That's not human nature. It is nature. It is nature. Because just like the lion wants to take over the antelope, I gotta eat, and the only way I can eat is if I overpower you. And that's kill nature. You. Or you die. Or you die. If you don't, mm. if you don't. Overpowered? No, no. The way that, especially See, particularly the white man has goes. done it, is more inhumane. But it's a part of nature. Some, it's the circle of life. Shout out to the Lion King. Yeah. Somebody has to. There's, there's a circle of power. 
say it's still an actual. Because the antelope got power, but how can it exercise its power over the the, the, over the, the lion? lion. I say it's it's uh it's access abuses power, son. I want weapons only because I know that I need to protect myself from the white man when the day comes. I don't want weapons. Yeah, I don't want weapons to go out and take power and go out and kill motherfuckers. I can get all the weapons I need and stash them bitches, and if the, if the day never comes, they just sit there. Right. Because you understand the use of power. You understand how to use it and when to use it. Okay. The access of use is the bigger issue. Now so you, you have know, you're not power. mad about the the power structure. It's just the, a- the access about the power of ability, the access to power. I never said I was mad about the power structure. The conversation started off with me having to feel like that. I'm okay. like, no. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, we went to an even deeper, a deeper. Yeah, it just gets deeper and deeper because it just gets deeper and deeper when you talk about it because the way you're talking about it was different than the way my mind talked, the way my mind was talking about it when I asked the question. Because I was just talking about like moments where people feel good about themselves, control, like because because control was the f- was the second part of the power thing. Because I feel like control is what gives us a sense of like, all right, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like sometimes you feel powerful and you're like, nigga, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm in the right place at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like like off sports is the best analogy ever. I'm in the football game and I caught the touchdown to win the game. I prepared. I got to this moment and I executed. I feel in control because everything I did led to the outcome that I wanted. So I felt powerful when I caught that touchdown. I felt like I was the man because I was in the moment that I prepared for and I was there at the time where I got and the outcome was what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? When uh, when the outcome is not what you want, you feel weak. You feel like, damn, I didn't do enough. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I wasn't where I was supposed to be when I was there. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just wanted to ask that question because I, I, I was interested in the field when people felt powerful. It's interesting to know when people felt powerful. Because it might be some fucked up shit. The white man might feel powerful. The white man probably felt powerful when the Indians was running away from their fucking uh they village and the, and the teepees was burning. They feel fo- they feel powerful when the when the judge put the gavel down on somebody that they killed the motherfucker that was raping them for ten years. In positions of power, they push. If you think because you're in a position that now you are all encompassing of power, mm. you don't let it go. I agree. Yes. You respect your position. That's a good point. What your job is. I think I think some people do. Some people do. But uh, some of them. Some people do, but I feel like the people that do, they've either had they've they they have experience with having power. You see a nigga that or a person that doesn't that's never had power before, person that got uh promoted to yeah, a power be, position, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. they Listen, just go wild out. They it, just violate. We're gonna bring it back to the shit. You feel different. You feel different when you get your first piece of. When you, when you have sex for the first time, then when you had it for the 20th, 30th time, it's like you become like, all right, I'm not going to fucking go tell everyone I know. Oh, my God, I just had sex. What about that? Talk about power, bro. You got to say something. You don't want to say nothing? Nigga, smack. First of all, shout out to the moon. What's it called? The moon rocks. Porter has some shit to say about power. He over there strolling up. What you got to say about power, bro, Zay? What you got to say about power? How you feel about power? When you, when, no, my question is, when did you feel powerful? A moment. My question. If you could think. I feel powerful because every moment is powerful. Free will, like I said. Like As God said, it's going within. Free will. So that's powerful right there. That's, that's, that's damn near what God said. There, there you go. I found, 
I found what Dot said, because you said it kind of like he said it. Maybe not consistent or prolonged. So the question was, when is the first time you felt powerful? This is a great question. And if motherfuckers really answered it young, it, the answer would be amazing. Dot responded, that don't make you feel powerful. Setting a goal and accomplishment. But you had the vision. So, but this is Dot response. Dot said, maybe not consistent or prolonged, but I want to know what about time, but I want to know about what time you felt you exerted your will. No, that was my response. Oh, my bad. This is, I'm drunk. I'm drinking a little Henny. All right, so Dot's response was, I can say I've never felt powerful. And that shocked me when he said that. To feel powerful to me is momentary. Being powerful is different. I know that I am powerful because I have a sense of self, human awareness, self-regulation, focused and consistent to my life goals. Woo! You think about this a lot. Let me say you do, for real. That was dope. Let me re- let me say that part again. His face is stone face. I know that I am right powerful now. because I have a sense of self, <laughs> human awareness, self-regulation, focused and consistent to my life goals. I know who I am and who I hope to become. And then I responded with, maybe not consistent or prolonged, but I want to know about a time you felt like you exerted your will or were in control, quote unquote. Self-awareness, self-control, and autonomy does seem to give the most consistent exertion of power. Like self. It always starts with self. Yeah. So that's why when Dot said it, it took me so many, so much time to respond because I was like, duh. But like, he got to the most enlightened, most neat form of it when I wanted to go through the mess a little bit. I wanted to hear people say what they had to say. That guy to like, nigga, shut the fuck up, nigga. I control myself, and I, I'm aware, and I regulate myself, and I go to my life goals. And I was like, all right, bet. But l- what about the messy ways that people try to get powerful? You know what I'm saying? But self-awareness, self-control, and autonomy do seem the most consistent. And, and that's like the cleanest way. Like, bro, he said it. Like, I'm I'm not manipulating other people. I'm manipul- I'm going to manipulate myself. Try to manipulate the, the, the most flawed way. When people try to manipulate other people and think they got powerful. Oh, I lied to the bitch. I lied to the bitch, and she gave me what I wanted. No. <laughs> oh, he took. I lied to the bitch, and she gave. Me. No, you didn't even come with the truth. You, you, you built a fucking a sh- what, what is it like a fucking straw house, and then was like, and then she stepped in the house, and the shit fell down, and you was like, haha, bitch, I got you in the house. You know what I'm saying? That's not real power. That's manipulation. But I said, no, I'm not gonna manipulate the world. I'm manipulate myself. In a good way. That's probably the best manipulation you could do. I'm manipulating myself to get my self-awareness up. My life goes accomplished. Da-da-da-da-da. Damn, I'm about to cry. Bro, when you know who you are <laughs> and what you're trying to do in life, I promise you, that's that's the real power. When you know who you are and what you want to become, and when you when you and when you talked about earlier, envisioning that and accomplishing that vision, son, you're powerful. Because in that in that in that moment, you are impacting plenty of other people. Plenty of other people see you. That's they see what you're doing. And that's not like that's not that's not disputing position of power. Who you envision to be could be in a position of power as well, right? Mm-hmm. But you're also powerful from within. People notice that. People see that. Like, okay, he a colonel, he a colonel, but he also a real nigga, and I like what he's done with his life, but and I know that he's done, but that's and I'm gonna level, follow him. But you, I get that. But then, for you to ascend to that. That um that level, shout out to my pops for ascending the colonel. There's a level of power 
drive that he wanted to ascend to. His drive was, I want to be the best me. Drive. My, I assume. Well, we all assume. We yeah. ain't going yeah. to my, my, no. My, well, let's my go down my, 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 my house. Yeah. My pops wanted to take care of his family, right? That was his drive. I was about to say yeah, that. His job most likely wasn't, I'm trying to be a colonel because I want to take care of niggas and show, tell niggas what to do. No. His drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. no. His no, job no, no. was, I want to be the best me. I want to take care of my family. And how I do that, whatever comes along, comes along. Next thing you know, next thing you know, he'll fucking eat, he'll fucking 06. That's how you reach power. You're not, you're not chasing it. He's not saying, son, I'm trying to be a 06. He's saying, bro, I'm, just, I'm trying to take care of my family. I got a good position right now. You know, I got to do. No, nah, he not. He not that type. He a black man. Nah, he ain't that type of guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, I met him, and he's a good man from Central Mile. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. This, this is why I probably look at I don't know what I'm I talking don't know about. I've been what drinking you're talking about, sir. And a whole lot of drinks. Wow. Now what you need? Give me what you need, baby. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Wow. Wow. I don't know what. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. What? And a whole lot of drinks. I was listening to that shit before I knew what the fuck was happening. Got what you need. Give me what you need, baby. If party with me, yeah. He said, but look, my pop. Nigga said, you want to party with me? Yeah, nigga said, you want to party with me. All right, I'm sorry, bring it back. Roll it back in. I, I know how. So the evil, I was like, listen, I said this shit last podcast. I like the dark. I like the mud. I like the dirtiness of it. So, like, when, when you tied it up in such a beautiful bow, and I didn't get to go through the mud of power and how people abuse it and how people misuse it and how people don't even understand it and how people exert it fuck, fuck boyish and fuck girlish. That's what I wanted to go through. I wanted to hear about the, the bitch that tried to scam the nigga or set the nigga up for the robbery so she could feel powerful, so she could get the money, so she could get the Louis Vuittons, so she could stun on bitches, so she could try to stun on bitches, so she felt like she was bigger than she was. I wanted to talk about that. But you wanted to get... I know, but let's... I, my bad. So I'm not even mad at you. So I just, but for, that's why we have a podcast so we can open it up to all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like I don't gotta tweet too much crazy shit no more. Like I used, I used to tweet wild shit because I have a podcast where I get it all out. I get to say all of this shit, all the crazy shit that I think, and all the shit, all the places I go in my mind, and in a place where I hope people receive it good because this is the shit that I think about. Like you know what I'm saying? This is just what it is. That's the that's gonna get there. That's probably the biggest biggest take back from this episode is we all have power internal and for you to really experience that power, you need to be self aware of yourself and use your internal power to get whatever goals you wanna uh ascertain. I promise you if you do that the power will come. Brick, if you over here and, 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 and you do and you do your media joint and you doing everything you doing your project management yeah. one day Brick, you might be fucking project manager of ten projects you're in a position where you're in a position of power and guess what niggas gonna respect you yeah oh Brick, yeah I, yeah he said turn this project in on time on time go out to uh, whatever weekend party this weekend but you know what for Brick, I'm gonna do it. That's power. 
I would serve, I would, I would lay, like, niggas be like, nigga, go back to the mission. I lay down my life for this nigga. But for that nigga, fuck him. I'm not listening to him. Chris, I'm going to make sure I get this shit done. Because I, right. I respect, for Chris, I, re, I respect, I respect and I love and I appreciate the person he is. So I'm going to do my best to make him proud. Just like, just my, that's why I love my, my parent, like my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be, I want to make her proud. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that same type of thing. Same thing, like the parents have a position of power, right? So there's a lot of parents who parents and their children be like, fuck them, I'm going to do what I want to do. Facts. You talking about male prostitutes, you talking about women. You talking about women. But the, the parents that are actually good parents, they have a power over their children that extends across a lifetime. And that those children are like, yo, I'm going to do what I can do because my, my parents did X, Y, and Z. Or my mom did this and she's like this. Or my dad did this. And so you want to make sure that you make them proud. That's not position power. That's power from within the, who they are. Right. And, ha- and it has extended on to you. Righteous, man. I mean, thank you, my brother, for having this conversation. Just, just thank you, Terry, for bringing this conversation up. I, I, I strike gold every once in a while. Just stick it to a place where we normally don't go. And, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a good conversation just to have because we're getting older, and ideally, we will be in positions of power. Guess what? Mm-hmm. And it's and ideally, Word. we need to understand how to deal when wh- when these positions of power come inevitably, across. inevitably come across. Inevitably, exactly. Good word. So, and we're on this conversation. All right. Anyways, all right. Well, um, we'll be right back. Type of text to a girl I used to see saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Then I cc'd every girl that I'd cc round town and hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Witness all around me, true. But I'm no island, peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I know crazy. Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships don't come equipped with rear view mirrors. They dip. As quick as they can, the atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a pimp. I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum. When I shoot the moon, high jump the broom. Like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling, too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some litter. Sure, on the subject. You sure? Fuck it. You know we got your back like chiropractic. If that bitch do you dirty, we'll wipe her ass out of And we're back, we're back, we're back. All that, all, what, what Chris? God, I hate, I hate that. Like man should have all that power. I, ha- I know that. I, it's just like the Kanye now is not the Kanye back then, and I hate bringing it up sometimes. I don't hate it. It's just like it reminds me. It reminds me of like the man he was before, but that's different. All right, so our Florida man, back to uh, normal scheduled programming on Molly Talks. This a uh, Florida man story. It's a little bit about a little bit about power, and it's the power that you shouldn't be using. Mm. You ready? Mm. Dark side of the force. Yes. Florida man arrested for having sex with miniature horse. <laughs> <laughs> On multiple occasions, <laughs> deputies. <laughs> he was fucking a horse. He was fucking a horse. He was fucking a horse. A Florida man was fucking him. A Florida man. The story was in Marion County, Florida. A Florida man was arrested for having sex with a miniature horse on multiple occasions, deputies said. Oh, kill him. 
According to Marion County Sheriff's head. Office, 21-year-old uh, Nicholas Oh, that's a wash. Sardo of Citra has been arrested and charged with four counts of bestiality, Smoke sexual his ass. contact with an animal. Smoke him. Smoke him. Smoke him. He is a man from the Caucasus Mountains. Smoke him. What do you mean, how did he? Smoke yeah, his ass, bro. bro. That's that's a bad that's a bad uh I used to think of humans are like uh like programs or like up like something you gotta scrap that version. Scrap his ass. Well let's just continue with the story. Can't go ahead, but scrap his ass. Deputies say that on October sixteenth a witness came forward and reported that she had witnessed Shardo having sex with a miniature male pony What's named Jackie G. <laughs> That's a cool name. In a pasture on a family's member's property. Three days earlier. So and it wasn't even his mini horse? It wasn't even his. Oh, my God. And it was a male. He's a mini stallion. Mini stallion. Another witness. Hold on. I messed up my story. Hold on. Let me write up. Another witness came forward saying she's Sue at all. And Reggie, please, can you, if you're on the phone. Go in the bathroom. Nigga. Can you go in the bathroom, sir? Thank you. I'm reading her story. Uh, another witness came forward saying she saw it as well. And she approached Sardo about what she had seen, according to the sheriff's office. Chris, can you stop forcing yourself? So two women yes. witnessed him having sex with a horse? Yes. Who? That is so sweet. Sardo immediately admitted to her that he had had sex with the horse. And he also gave the same admission to the detective investigating the, uh, investigating oh, the allegations. Oh, here we go. It's going to get more juicy. That's not juicy. That's sick. Sardo added that he had had sex with the horse. Four times during the course of the week, according to the detective. <laughs> the sheriff's office stated that in a press release that he had. Oh, hey, hold on, hold on, listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. The sheriff's office stated in a press release that he had used the condom each time because he didn't want to get a disease from the horse. So he was using protective contraceptives. He didn't fuck a horse. Well, use a condom. Oh like I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about this. The horse might be another horse dick. It's a man, though. It's a boy horse. Oh, what if they fell in love with the What if the horse is him? I seen niggas on TV fall in love with their car. <sighs> sick, bro. The horse that would be sick. Then they see him walk up. He's just. <laughs> God damn murdered this that nigga. nigga. God damn this nigga. Well, continuing the story. Additionally, Sardo told the detective that he knew he was wrong for what he did and that he was a sick man, according to the sheriff's office. Sounds quite right. Yeah, lock his ass up. Throw away the key one and smoke his ass. One of Sardo's uh, family members is the owner of the horse. And My horse would never be the same. And the he don't even run the same. <laughs> you know what? Just like in most um, domestic uh, instances, stipulations of Sardo's future contact with the horse will be determined by judging the All I'm saying is get that message therapy. He's currently held in a jail. He's going to get out eventually because you can't lock no one up forever for fucking a horse. So he's going to get out. And Forbidden when get love. That's not even. <laughs> you're not even funny. <laughs> that's not funny. I can't joke about shit like this, bro. Like on some Forbidden shit, love. On some shit, when shit turn my. Get a blow up doll. Matter of fact, shout out to Bill Burr because he said 
sometimes niggas was so horny back in the day they had to get a blow up doll. And nowadays the internet made it so you don't gotta go through the shame of going to the store and buying a blow up doll. Get a fucking blow up doll, nigga. Why don't you just beat your dick? Beat your dick. If you wanted horses, he could have. On, on, on the set, on the set. I cannot even joke about you nothing like this. You can pay for pussy. It's Florida. I know it's legal somewhere. What? I know it's legal Fuck somewhere. Fuck a bitch for nothing. Wear a condom with her. Fucking a horse, though, it's still the kind of same thing. He wanted to fuck that horse. Yeah, yeah, he was looking. He was probably looking and at. And it was a mini horse. Yeah, he was looking at that joint. He was like, I gotta take that joint. Let me stop. I'm not. I can't make jokes about shit like that. That really made my terminus, my tum, my stomach. My Put her st- down. He abuses. He abuses power. All right, Florida. That's the worst Florida story you've ever told, Chris. That's the worst one. I would rather the I nigga like jump on the hood of the car while the bitch was on the highway. That was a good one. This one is trash. Well, you know it's forbidden love. So. That is that is the, that is the most forbidden love. <laughs> I cut my fucking eyeballs out if I ever thought about fucking horse. He's losing his hairline too, so that's how you know he's. That ain't got go. shit to do with nothing. <laughs> I, <laughs> a male horse and you are a guy. Let me let me finish. Let me. I thought it was a woman's horse. Would it make it better? Yeah, yeah a little bit maybe. It don't make it better, but it's worse that he fucked a man. Oh, male horses don't have coochie. So, so you know what he was doing. I mean, male animal, male animal anus. My bad. Next subject, bro. That's crazy. He fucked a woman horse. Damn. We're not recommending nothing. Chris, don't put the mic down. The fuck, man. I don't even like you. Shut up. Oh my god. I'm getting tight. I've never been really mad on this podcast. I'm fucking mad right now. Uh, yeah, one time I was about to fight you, but you I'm really mad, mad right now. You've you been mad. You oh, yeah, I've been mad a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never been mad. <laughs> You've been mad. <laughs> Shout out to Quiet Letter. Hey. All right, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Fuck it. Go ahead with this. this is clean mo- it up, clean it up. Y'all, man. multiple clean times up. I've been mad, and I want to end on a very clean this this up, this clean this segment. But I don't know how spiritual it is, but I have a poem that I want to that I'm going to read. I don't glad I don't know if you guys know but my name knows. I don't know if you know, but my name is Charles Cameron Michael Second and I'm a cancer. And I write poetry from time to time. So I have a poem for all the people. Sure. For poetry. The poem is called Pharaoh Wishes. And it goes something like this. Bury me with my possessions. The grave robbers gonna wanna come want gonna want this come up. I died at hundred and twenty in great health. Just wanted to see what was after this. Thank you. I have no words. Pharaoh wishes. Literally, no words. There's a Pharaoh wishes. Pharaoh wishes. Um. Thank you, Terry, for another word. No words, literally, speechless. <laughs> I like the part where I said I died at 120 in great health. <laughs> at least you were in great health. I though. just wanted to see what was after this. <laughs> so, all right, I get that. I get that. You feel me? Like, y'all I wanted to read it twice because I felt like I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it the first time. I get it now. Bury me with my possessions. The grave robbers going to want this come up. <laughs> I died at 120 in great health. I just wanted to see what was after this. I like that. <laughs> I that like shit that. hard. I got to really die at 120 for to put it on the tombstone. I just like, you know, I'm tired of this shit. 
to what? 100? I doubted 100 in Jay Hope. He was like, I'm tired of this shit. Like, I'm ready to go. Right, but 120, I think I could make it to 120. All right, cool. Just zip it. Exactly. Nah, 120. I already promised 100. I gotta up the. I gotta up the Annie. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. All right, well, I would just want to say thank you. You guys for listening to another episode of Molly Talks. It's a safe place for keeping it player. We keep it kosher all the time, every time. Uh, you guys know where we can follow us. If we haven't been banned on Twitter yet, <coughs> we're on Mazel Talks, at Mazel Talks. Not yet. Not yet. I ain't say shit this week. Were you tweeting about guns recently? I just talked about buying a PS1. <laughs> Just tell me straight here. I mean, it's regular shit. Or if you haven't been flagged for harassment, because you, you know. I ain't harassed nobody yet. Huh. Lies. Just harassing me. <laughs> just, you just harassed somebody too recently. Wig man, wig man. Yeah, that's, that's him. About a wig, male wig, and if the shoe fits, then put that motherfucker on, tighten it up. No names were said. No names were said. Wig man, wig man, yeah, that's him. I mean, the description. That nigga key. The description: forty-six-year-old, lifetime club promoter. Yeah, that's him. But salute to He can't uh, kick us off of that. Well, we're on Model Talks on Twitter. On Instagram, we're at Model Talks. Send us questions on Model Talks Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, I tried to forget about the shit. You know, I just keep going. And remember on a path to playdom, there are two rules for success. Stay true to yourself and stay true to the code. Like I said, thank you for listening to another episode of Model Talks. We'll see you next week, man. I'm going to fuck with you. Peace.